When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of SV Nation's The Dream Shakes, The Dream Take Podcast. My name is Mike Brown, coming to you live after uh, what some would call rock bottom for the Houston Rockets tonight. That would be me. Uh, the Rockets get throttled at home by the San Antonio Spurs. I'm joined by my co-host, Jeremy Brenner. Jeremy, what's going down? Hey, Mike, what's happening? Um, I don't know, man. I mean, where do you start? I think I think this is not necessarily. Um, like, honestly, Mike, I, I feel like we didn't learn a whole lot about this team tonight that we didn't already know. I'll say that. Um, yeah, I mean, that's fair. I think it was put under a microscope tonight and everything. It was highlighted tonight. Yes. Yeah. And it just, things aren't getting better. Like they just got throttled. They didn't lose. They got throttled at home by the San Antonio Spurs. Yeah. And, and look, I mean, a lot of, this reminded me a lot of the last game against the Spurs where, you know, the Rockets just. Um, you know, like in the first half, it was it, they 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 competed, but they didn't do enough to kind of drive the game into their direction, and they could have, and they missed mm. that opportunity, and then they kind of just yeah, like got lethargic in the third quarter, and the Spurs were red hot from three again, um, but that also has to do with um, and the Rockets were super cold. I think the Rockets only made like four threes all game, and the Spurs shot over fifty percent. Very similar to the last game that they had, but also, you know, the Spurs are really good at moving the ball, right? And the Rockets struggle against those types of teams because, you know, they're, they're always – their defense – like the way that they defend, it, it just isn't conducive to a team like that. They have really good on-ball defenders, but off-ball defenders they, they struggle against. And that's why against teams like Philly and against teams like – 
like those teams, they, they play well against them because those teams are very ISO friendly. And the Rockets are good on ball defenders, but when the team is moving the ball around and they just keep moving, keep moving, the Rockets just, they're kind of, like they, they allow a lot of open shots that way. So that is why the Spurs made so many threes, and it's why the Rockets lost in the fashion that they did. They shot five of 24 from three. The Spurs were 17 of 34. It just, it's, it's time for Silas to go. And this is... This is this is enough, Jeremy. It really is because, you know, there's no offensive system. The guys just look bored out of their mind. They look disinterested in anything he has to say. And it's like, how much longer are we going to go through this? Is is the question? This team does. This team needs a fresh perspective. It doesn't need. It doesn't need a team like like John Lucas is like okay. But I mean, John Lucas on this coaching staff too. I don't think John Lucas is going to, you know, completely 180 this thing or Lionel Hollins for that matter, or like they need someone outside of the organization that is watching them from an unbiased perspective. Uh, someone like Quinn Snyder, who, you know, has, has a track record of improving teams and taking, you know, guards like, you know, Donovan Mitchell, we see where he's gone in his career. I'd like to see a guy like him take over a team like this and see what he can do with Jalen Green, with Kevin Porter. Um, and, and look, I just I feel like, you know, the, the talent is there. Like, that's something that, you know, we've seen. I know it wasn't really on display tonight. Is yes, it? it is, Mike. You can't – we can't – Is it? No, no, it's an, it's an honest question. This team – No, it is. It, it most definitely is. Look, the Rockets should have won this game. The Rockets have a better talent pool than the Spurs. They, they do. Um, and they have, they have players with more potential. But the potential can be stunted when – the system is is not correct and i think that is what's happening to some players on the squad and i think that other players are benefiting from having a guy like steven silas um but i think the overall team is being held back a little bit who's benefiting from having steven silas i think kevin porter is Oh, yeah. Because Kev, he because because Silas is building Kevin Porter opportunities um, to hold to run the ball and and you know maybe not having you know I think I think Alperen Shangun is is hurting from having um, from having Steven Silas there because they're not willing to just fully commit to him um, and that's another problem with this team is is that they like is that they can't commit to one full identity and that is. Um, that is a problem that we knew was a part of this team before tonight. So like when I said at the top of the show that I don't, um, that I don't necessarily think that we learned anything tonight. That's what I mean is things that we saw tonight are things that we've seen before. And now that it's showing up as a pattern, it's showing up multiple times, you know, it's proving that um, what we saw in the past wasn't necessarily a fluke. And or when I say when they perform poorly, but the thing is, Mike is, you know, you you're the kind of person that I feel like looks at it game by game. And look, the Rockets have had two poor games in a row. Um, but you look at, I think they played well against. I think they fought well against Miami. I thought they could have played maybe a little bit better, but they were in that game enough to win. So, and then and then you look at the previous games. You look at the Suns. I mean, look, the Suns win was what a week ago. Like that. Like that team was just a week removed. So. So we know the talent is there. We know that there is a capability of winning with this group of guys. 
but it's it's some it's a not the flip- I'm not gonna say it's not sustainable winning, but it's like the consistency isn't there. And I do think that it has a lot to do with coaching because I think the Spurs team is one of the worst rosters I've seen in the NBA in a very long time, just top to bottom. Um, just <laughs> what does that make us then? They just throttled us twice but, in a, a two week span. But a roster doesn't necessarily mean the team. And I think because they have the greatest coach of all time, they're playing a lot better than like if you put if you take Greg Popovich, put him on the Rockets, and you take Steven Silas, put him on the Spurs. I think the Spurs are probably a five or six win team, and the Rockets maybe they're a couple wins better than where they are. They probably are a fourteen ish win team. And you could also say that they played the Phoenix game. Devin Booker didn't play. They played the Miami game. Lowry didn't play. And Bam Adebayo didn't play. It's, look, Jeremy, but it's not just looking at it game to game. This is year three. And they're getting worse. They just are. They're not getting they're... worse, though. They're not getting worse. I, I disagree with that. I don't think they're getting worse. But they're not, they're not improving at the rate that we would um, categorize as successful. Okay, so that's um, probably a better way to put it. Is the, the, like, they have, like they're, the, the, they're plateauing. They're plateauing right now. They're they're at a point in the season, and this is this happens with rebuilding teams where they just they just can't get into a rhythm again. And you know, you wish that things like this wouldn't happen at home. But now this is three straight games at home where they've lost um, after winning five straight at home uh, before this. And, you, you know, you would expect these kind of games to happen more likely on the road, but it's, it's happening at home. And so, so you can't blame that. Um, it, it, look, the, the product in the basketball court right now is just not there. And look, the last time they lost to the Spurs, um, you know, we saw a much more improved team the next game. And I think the Rockets saw that game as, as we don't want to look like, like we don't want to perform poorly against the worst teams in the league. We know we're better than this, and I hope that um, in the next game against Orlando on Wednesday um, that they they play a little bit better than they played tonight. You know, half the fan base is excited about tonight because one loss closer to to getting the number one pick overall in the draft. I mean, look, you're gonna get you know? you're gonna get because look, we were talking about this a week ago, and we were saying how they're gonna play themselves out of Wendy and all that, and now. We're right back kind of square one. But it, look, at the end of the day, it, like this game really doesn't matter in the grand scheme of everything. It's just kind of, you know, it's another loss in the loss column. It just goes to show that the Rockets are just not uh, able to play winning basketball consistently. It's just, it's just the way it is right now. It also, if, and dude, you have Mario Ellie going to Twitter bashing the way that they're playing tonight i wouldn't say they're, bashing. he was bashing are you kidding me i, I wouldn't say lack that, of no, was, lack of energy but you know but like I he's would, bashing the say, play tonight not the team as a whole say, i would personally say but that good that, for him i would personally say that that is uh an indictment on the coaching staff because you look at like i think he said what seven of their last 49 threes were have been hit mm-hmm so if if I'm the Rockets and I notice that, I'm telling my guys, hey, the three's not falling, go to the rim. We know Jalen Green has the ability to drive and, you know, get fouled at the rim or or just make, you know? So yeah. I, I would say to me, you know, that that is an indictment on the coaching staff. That's not an indictment on the players. I, I just feel like this no. – like, look, the Rockets have so many – 
pit, like young players. I think they, they showed a, a, a graphic on the broadcast tonight that 81% of minutes uh, have been played by players that are under the age of 23. So that might like, look, that's also probably it too. But with that, you have a, a large amount of talent. This team is really talented. Um, and I think mm, that I'm, not need, going, I'm not going that need, far. I'm not going that far. Mike, why? Why? Tell me why. Because I know you're wrong, but say no. I'm wrong. not. Well, no, no. I mean, they're what the third worst team in the league. You have guys playing. They're talented, Mike. They're talented. They have talent. They have ability. They have basketball abilities. They're in the. Well, NBA. Yeah, they're all NBA players. Yeah, but I'm ta- I'm talking about. You say they're talented. If they were talented, they'd be winning games. They're not winning games. Yes, Mike. But look, Mike. Look, we've seen it. What am we've I missing? Look. The Rockets, this team, the, the third worst team in the league, has beaten the Phoenix Suns, who were the best team in the NBA last year, twice this season. Yeah, we, but there we've also, Booker's, one of those is a shallow all, win. That's a shallow win without Devin Booker. Mike, it's a shallow win. No, we can't, we can't, we can't do that. We're, we yeah, can't, we, can. we can't. Just say, no, we can't. We can't. Why not? We can't say in the moment that they played well, and then when it's convenient, put an asterisk on it. It's not... Like that's not something that we can do. Look, they played they, they played the team that they played out and they won. So so yeah. like, but but it's because tonight it's a loss, you know, we we do we just automatically forget that? That's No, we don't automatically you, me. you have such tunnel vision on this particular game. I'm looking at it as a whole and to me a loss like this isn't all that surprising because of the styles of play between the two teams. It's tunnel vision, but we've also, as I pointed out earlier, this is going on three years. Three years. This is year three of... This is advertiser content brought to you by Frito-Lay. Hello, I'm Chip Murphy, here to get you ready for the big tournament. Tonight we'll break down... We break down who will be cutting... Cut! What are you two doing? Sorry, Chip. Prez here got his feathers ruffled when I told him Ruffles has zero chance of winning the title. And I was letting Dip know that she is not taking into account Ruffles' iconic ridges. Guys, it's March. We have to start talking about the tournament. We are. It is the 2023 Frito-Lay Snack-It. We're talking about big-time matchups between Cheetos, Smart Food, Lay's, Sun Chips, and more. Just head to the Frito-Lay Snack Bracket and vote for your favorite chip, pretzel, or dip for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. This sounds great. Keep up the good work. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void where prohibited. Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. As if the McCrispy couldn't get any better, Bacon and Ranch just entered the chat. The Bacon Ranch McCrispy. Available at participating McDonald's for a limited time. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Quote-unquote rebuild. Yeah, but we knew we knew this season would be a rebuild. We knew that. Yeah, like, no, like, we did. We, like again, we don't like nothing tonight. Like is is brand new information. Nothing no, but you're not ready to move on. But you're not ready to fire Silas. That's my question. Like my problem is, I don't mind the losses, Jeremy. I really don't. If I see the vision of what they want to become, 
or some semblance of a system that they're building. They don't have either one of those. The thing is, I feel like I feel like the rebuild so far has been all about getting as much talent into the building as possible and finding coaches that can develop those players individually but not necessarily as a team. That's like Steven Silas has been known as this developmental guy that um like, like, look, he's his his resume. You know, he coached LeBron his rookie year. He coached Steph Curry his rookie year. He's coached, and he's and he's been an assistant coach at a lot of those places. But as a team, Stephen Silas has not been very good at creating a system that this team can work around. And I don't necessarily know if the players on the team all fit the same system. I think there's a, I think there is a combination where you can get some of these players and with the right coach who has the right tools might be able to figure this out. But I don't think Silas is that guy. And I don't know if you can necessarily fire a guy like Steven Silas right now to like less than two weeks after his dad passed away. Like obviously Steven Silas has a lot going on in his life right now and he's grieving the loss of his father. And that has an impact on this team. I, Look, you, you can't tell me, like, thank God I haven't lost my father, but I know that if I were to lose a really close loved one, that for two weeks, my mind would not necessarily be a thousand percent focused like an NBA head coach needs to be. And so I think that is a contributing, and I'm not, I'm not like blaming Steven Silas for this. I'm, in fact, I'm calling him, I'm, I'm in, in fact, look, it's a really tough thing to do. The fact that he came two days after, um, the after his father's passing to coach the team against the Suns and win that game is commendable. But that his like the grieving process of losing a loved one like that is a long process and it's still very fresh for him. And the fact that he's still at this like at the job working the day to day and it's going to get to the point where we're approaching like the dog days of the season, you know, the the January games and all that where. You know, you're just getting a bunch of games and there's probably going to be a long road trip somewhere in there. You know, it's going to be like, I don't think that this is necessarily going to get a whole lot better uh, anytime soon. Um, but I do think at the end of the season, the Rockets will uh, relieve Steven Silas of his head coaching duties. Or honestly, it may not surprise me if Steven Silas um, walks out on his own before. I, I don't know if he'll walk out on his own before then, but it might be a mutual decision. Um, for Steven Silas to leave the Rockets um, after the season. It should be. It should be. If the, Rockets are seri- if, if the Rockets are serious about winning, they let him go. I get it. Look, lost family members before, totally get it. Then don't come back as quickly as you did. But Mike, no, it's, it's not like that. It is like that. like that. It is like that. No, no. If like, he's not ready, then don't come back. Like, that's my point. But, but Mike, that's not like, you know, that – it's so it's so easy to say that, but at the same time, you know, it's like it, it's difficult because he's getting paid a lot of money to be doing what he's doing. So he can't just take time off in the middle of the season, you know, just just to. Then he's got to take the criticism as it comes with his well, job. And, and I think he is, and I think he has, and he's taken it on the chin, and he has, you know, continued to just keep doing what he feels is best. And at this point, it's just not good enough. It's just not. It's just not good enough. Yeah. We're on the same page. We're saying the same things, but it's time to make a change somewhere. You can't keep 
dawdling out this ridiculous starting lineup. You know, you can't continue to play. Why is Bruno Fernando only playing 10 minutes tonight? Like, what are we? Because that's how that's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. He's the best center on the roster. That's that's also ridiculous, Mike. How is that ridiculous? Because Alperon Shangun is on the roster. Really? One was a plus two tonight. One was a minus 16 tonight. Well, obviously, because Bruno Fernando barely played, Mike. That's the problem. Yeah, but Mike, the Rockets did not lose this game because Bruno Fernando played 10 minutes. Let's That's no, like, I didn't on, say man. they, I Come didn't on. say they, I didn't say, no, first of all, I didn't say they lost because of that. I'm saying the same questions are there night after night after okay, night. Mike, Why are okay, you starting okay, Eric Gordon? Give, Run the ball through Shangun. Shangun was eight of 10 tonight, extremely proficient. They still got killed. Exactly. They got killed tonight. Exactly. And you're, and you're saying that eight of 10 Shangun is not the best center on this team? He's not the best center on this team. I didn't say that's he wasn't the best Mike. big man on the team. I said that's absolutely ridiculous. Center, he's not a center. Well, he plays, he's not he plays, a. He plays the center position. That, that's part of the problem. They keep trying to fit him in a square peg in a round hole. Same thing with KPJ. Want to have the KPJ isn't a point guard conversation again because we can because he's not. That's the problem with this team and this well, system. But, but also, it doesn't but work. Also that that goes to show that goes to show you the like how this rebuild has worked. The Rockets have sucked. Well, I, I'm not going to say that it's like, because the thing is sucked. Yeah. This isn't is, fun. Can I, Go can ahead. I finish? The rebuild is not anywhere close to over. We can't say that this rebuild has been a failure yet because we're still rebuilt. And I would say that the rebuild is is going to take a different mindset after this season when they don't have their first round pick. And it'll be interesting to see what they decide to do with this draft pick that should be pretty high and with this tap space that they'll have. I guarantee you if the Rockets had the number one pick, they get Victor Wembanyama. that might be enough to swing a really strong, a really strong free agent to come to Houston and I'm not, I mean, that, but that's besides the point. Look, the Rockets have brought in a ton of talent and they don't know exactly what to do with all of it. Because at the end of the day, you can only play five guys. And because they have, you know, 11 players they play every night, and that doesn't even include Jay Sean Tate, who is supposedly coming back really soon, um, and Josh Christopher, and, you know, Ty Ty Washington, and like, like they have an excess of talent. And, there's only going to be more coming in. And the problem is they're not being able to play these guys enough to be able to make a true evaluation on them. And so that's why a guy like Dacian Nix, who could be playing a little bit more if they shrunk the rotation, he like they have to elongate his process so they get enough reps on him so that they can see whether or not he's worth it yet. And the thing with Dacian Nix is, he was in the exact same position that Ty Ty was in a year ago where he was filthy in the G league, best player in the G league. Didn't deserve to be there. Everyone was like, let's bring up Dacian Nix. Let's bring up Dacian Nix. And now he's in the opposite. He's in the Dennis Schroeder spot. And we got Josh Christopher somehow in the G league. And, and look, Josh Christopher, again, too good for the G league. Um, He's averaging almost 30 points a game there. And look, it's just, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing about this, but the Rockets are going to have to make 
some really difficult decisions and they don't have enough information yet. They don't have enough information on the players that they have because they can't play them enough. And the Rockets are going to have to decide and make some difficult decisions. You know, the KJ versus Tari debate is going to come up pretty soon uh, and throw Jay Sean Tate in there. How many of those guys are you going to be able to keep? Um, I know the athletic came out with the story about that today. Um, again, Shangun, Bruno Fernando, like you got to make a decision on that. And I just, I can't imagine them picking Bruno Fernando over, um, over Shangun because Shangun just has way more offensive potential in my opinion. And then you also have Garuba. Where are you going to play Garuba? And, you know, at the, at the point guard spot, you've got KPJ, you've got, you know, there's just so many question marks with this roster. The only thing that they know for certain is they have talent. That's the only thing we can be certain on with this team right now. It's a talented team. But without having a proper, like, vision, a proper guidance as to how to use this talent, when to use them, how much to use them, who isn't worthy enough, who, like, who out of these guys won't pan out the way we think they will, it, it, this is the result. This is the result. I mean, maybe what else is there to say, man? I mean, honestly, it's Gordon's still here for some un, unearthly. And, and, and he won't uh, be, and he won't be in a couple months. But, like, that's maybe we said the same thing last year, though. That's the thing. Uh, it's like, this year, it's this the same. Different because this year is different because he doesn't have next year guaranteed. That's why he stayed last year, is because they felt that they could get a better value on him than they were offered because they had a whole nother year to keep yeah. them. This year, they don't have that. Eric Gordon will be traded by the trade for the spot. Potentially. If not bought out. I really do think that. Because I think I think he's starting to get a little bit restless. And I think with Jay Sean Tate kind of, you know, working his way back in, I really do think that Jay Sean Tate might just uh, shadow his minutes. Like, I feel like Jay Sean Tate will just get the Eric Gordon minutes and everyone else will kind of stay the same. I think I that could happen. Maybe, Maybe he'll get a couple minutes less. Save it for Tari or KJ. It is what it is. So I feel like this is a good place to park the rocket ship. Thank you all so much for listening to the show tonight. We'll be back live with you on Wednesday at 7 o'clock here on Spotify Live. If you're on Twitter, make sure to follow the Dream Take at the Dream Take. You can follow the Dream Shake on Twitter at Dream Shake SBN. You can follow my co-pilot, Jeremy Brenner, on Twitter at Jeremy Brenner is J-E-R-E-M-Y-B-R-E-N-E-R. Follow my co-pilot on Twitter, Mr. Michael Brown at Mike Brown underscore 2020. If you're on Facebook, make sure to follow the Dream Shake. Search the Dream Shake. Give us a like there. Finally, head on over to thedreamshake.com for all things Houston Rockets all the time. Once again, your unhappy final from inside of Toyota Center Spurs throttle the Houston Rockets 124 to 105. We'll talk with you live on Wednesday, ladies and gentlemen. And until next time, go Rockets.